This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that wishes it had a winter season break. Although in our case, a monsoon season break. <laughs> With me are uh, Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He wanted a break to catch up on his sleep. And uh, Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? Who is currently sleeping right now. <laughs> I am Faisal American, who thinks being in this podcast is a bad dream. Now, speaking of nightmares, the Christmas fixture period is a nightmare for most managers and players with the non-stop matches and the never-ending debate about whether it's a good idea or not. In the latest round of matches, uh, Manchester United drew one all at Newcastle with uh, Edinson Cavani's equaliser rescuing a point for uh, United. Guys, how disappointed were you that we actually delayed the recording of this episode so that we could talk about the match? (laughs) Yeah, very, very disappointed, thinking there's going to be some massive result for United. Uh, but but they were just poor, you know, uncharacteristically poor. They lacked energy, they lacked physicality, made too many mistakes. Uh, and by comparison, Newcastle were just super disciplined. You know, they were solid in defence, adventurous in attack, and they did not look like a team that's sitting second from bottom. So uh, I think it was a, a very lucky result for United. They needed, uh, you know, like you said, an Edinson Cavani equaliser to, to, to save the point here. And um, I guess the only silver lining for United I can think of is that they have a couple of games in hand over some of the other mm-hmm. teams above them. So they could realistically be uh, in the running for the top four. But a disappointing result for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karam, United had COVID postponements, right? So I guess this influenced their performance so, uh, somewhat? Yes, I did thought of that, Faisal. And I really wanted that to be the, the excuse for not picking up all three points. But come to think of it, before the postponement, I think they, they were facing, they faced Norwich, right? And I think they won 1-0 with a much similar performance by the team so that was before the postponement so come to think of it i don't think it's it's the covid issue at all i just think that the player yeah. sucks i guess <laughs> <laughs> well it's still the christmas period maybe united were visited by the ghost of ollie's past <laughs> <laughs> Right, the result means that United currently lie in seventh, while Newcastle are second last. Meanwhile, Manchester City had a 6-3 win over Leicester. City topped the table six points ahead of Liverpool, who have a game in hand. Chelsea are in third place with a 3-1 win over Aston Villa. Arsenal moved up to fourth with a 5-0 win over Norwich. Tottenham beat Crystal Palace 3-0. Now, there are several games in midweek as well, starting with uh, Liverpool v Leicester tomorrow morning. Also, uh, Tottenham take on Southampton, Chelsea face Brighton, Man City travel to Brentford, and Manchester United are up against Burnley, provided, of course, that none of these games are uh, postponed due to COVID. Which brings us to the uh, topic of the uh, winter break. Now, there's this age-old debate about whether the winter break is still relevant in the modern game. Uh, Those calling for reform saying it's harming top players, uh, putting them at risk of injury. And on top of that, 
there's now the COVID outbreak. Record 103 positive cases were detected in the Premier League over the past week, and yet matches are still going ahead. It makes you think, all right, what is going on in the heads of those in charge? Yeah, the, the winter break has has always been a bit baffling to me, or, or rather the lack of a winter break. You know, I, I have no idea why they need to cram so many matches into that, that little one-week period between Christmas and New Year. The other top European leagues have a winter break. They pull it off, even though they have, you know, the same number of league matches, the same domestic cup competitions to play. So why can't the EPL do the same, you know? And like you mentioned, the COVID outbreak has taken a massive toll on the fixtures with all the postponements and all that. And it has just highlighted just what an unnecessarily stressful full time this is for for Premier League clubs you know playing matches every two days is bad enough as it is now they have to do it amidst a a COVID outbreak so every single season we get at least a few managers coming out and complaining about the lack of a winter break how how they want uh, they want to do away with this with this you know one week period here so it's very clear that there is a desire for a break I just don't know why the people in charge will not listen it's always down to money isn't it (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's down to money because at this moment of the season, it's only the Premier League who is still playing, right? So mm. uh, I guess the the people in charge are thinking that, well, football heads needs football matches to watch. So maybe all of them are watching us right now. And, uh, you know, that mm. brings in money and it elevates the Premier League to another level of commercials and more monies so I think this debate is being talked about every season and I'm nothing has no steps has been taken up so far and I'm I don't see any changes coming in the in the coming seasons now on a similar note, a lot of people have criticised uh, Ralph Rangnick for saying that the EFL Cup should be scrapped. Uh, from the media reports that I've read, the gist of the criticism says that, you know, it's tradition. Uh, we invented football and who are these foreigners to think they can mess with tradition? <laughs> Look, guys, it was also tradition for Brits to burn women for witchcraft. But that has changed for the better. Now, okay, that was a bit of an extreme example, but you get my meaning, right? Look, football has changed so much compared to when uh, it was invented. Even, let's say, for the last, over the last 20, 30 years, it, it's a lot different now uh, and leagues need to adapt, right? Yeah, I think what Rangnick was doing was basically voicing what all of us have been trying to say for, for so many years, which is, you know, that the League Cup, that the EFL Cup, is a bit of a meaningless competition. I don't think anyone really wants to play in it uh, un- until, of course, you know they reach the final and then, then they want to win it. But uh, nobody really takes it seriously. It's a distraction from other more, you know, bigger and more important tournaments. So, yeah, I, I don't think the whole tradition thing is a good point. But I think like what you all mentioned earlier, it's about sponsorship and endorsements and, and basically about money you know the, the the more matches you have the more money you can make from from sponsorships and all that so i think that's the the issue here i get your point nick but for big clubs such as uh, chelsea manchester city arsenal uh, united just to name a few if they are not interested in the in the efl cup might as well just let the under let the b team play right so they'll have more match experience more minutes to develop their players i don't really i don't really get 
what Rainick's why why Rainick is suddenly bringing up all this all this nonsense. Well, his team is playing nonsense right now, so I guess he has <laughs> that. Uh, on the other side of the of the of the fence, I think this is the chance for small, much much smaller clubs to to get trophies. Just to have a great season for them, I guess. Mm, yeah, but why not just limit it to smaller teams then? I mean, there's already the FA Cup. Other domestic leagues have only one cup competition. For example, the Coppa Italia, the Coppa del Rey, the German Cup. Uh, why does the English league need to be so extra and have two? <laughs> you know what I mean? So going back to the point that I'm trying to make, right? I mean, uh, change is necessary. Unless, of course, that change is holding the World Cup every two years. In that case, uh, some traditions should be maintained. World Cup every four years for life. <laughs> <laughs> For I'm life. with you I'm with you Faisal yeah. uh, Okay uh, Before we go We're at around The uh, halfway point In the league And the uh, relegation battle Is heating up Now I would say That five clubs Are uh, facing a serious Danger of relegation Right now uh, For me it's uh, Norwich, Newcastle Burnley, Watford And uh, Leeds uh, Norwich and Newcastle are definitely going down. Uh, no two ways about that. And for me, right, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, Watford will be the third team to face the drop. Uh, what do you guys think? I think, uh, th- th- okay, w- with the rest of your assessment, I agree. But I think there's a bit of a question mark over uh, Newcastle, uh, mainly because with the uh, new owners, they've got tons and tons of cash to spend in the January window. And if they are smart about their purchases, I think there is a chance that they could pull it off. You know, we saw in the match against uh, uh, Man United just how well they can play. Now, if they can keep this up, plus with the uh, additional reinforcements that, that could come in next month, there is a good chance that they will survive the drop, provided they, they, they spend wisely. That, that's the only uh, caveat there. So, yeah, Newcastle is the only uh, question mark for, uh, for me. But for the other teams, yeah, I agree with your assessment. Uh, I think Norwich is going down and I'm, I'm, a, I'm with Nick. Newcastle might make it. And let's not take Leeds out of the equation because they are 16th right now with 16 points after 18 games because under them, beneath them is Watford and Burnley who has more games in hand. So if they could pull off, what, just a couple of wins, they might be in a better position. Uh, so I think the second team might be Leeds and the third team would be between Watford or Burnley. So those two might might scrap it out at the end of the season. Well, I'm guessing Jurgen Klopp would definitely love to see Burnley go down. Man, I think he hates uh, he hates the manager. <laughs> With that, we've come to the end of another Potball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. I am Vice American. I am Karami Kamil, and I'm Nicholas John. 